We are here to provide an informative and entertaining method to reach out to our community of Spruce Grove. If you have any questions or concerns about anything you hear on this podcast, you can email us at sgplpodcast at yrl.ab.ca. everyone to Behind the Stacks. First and foremost, we are a podcast geared for adults to share our world with you. We will cover many topics and, of course, showcase our amazing collection at the Spruce Grove Public Library. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode six of Behind the Stacks. Wow, episode six. Really? Yes, and November. Like, isn't that just wild to you? That's crazy. How can it be November already? I know. I And it's like the 19th or 20th. Like, we're at the end of November, so mm-hmm. I'm like, where did November go? And there's still so much cool stuff happening this month. Yes, we haven't slowed down. Hence our uh, title, Dinosaurs and Mustaches. Yes. Yes, we're going to talk a little bit about those two things, and we're going to do our regular lineup. We're going to have our housekeeping. We're going to have another special guest with us today. Yes, another special guest. Yes, we never run out of our special guests. But of course, if you would like to be a special guest, you can email us at sglpodcast.yrl.ap.ca. So let's get started with housekeeping. So in our children's section, you might have noticed a big giant silver toy box. That is for the Kenet's Toy Mountain. We want to fill that up all the way to the top and we need your help so please bring an unwrapped new toy to the library and add it to the mountain you can also bring a monetary donation to the library all until december 15th and any food donations will go to the parkland food bank there is even more cool stuff happening in december so please check out our social media facebook instagram there's lots of really cool programs and events happening so stay tuned. This is our last official episode for the year, but I know Simone has some uh, excellent sneaky stuff up her sleeve that she may release in December. Mm-hmm. Mayhaps. Yes, you may. If you've all been good, you may get a special treat in December. So stay tuned for that. Uh, next housekeeping item, I've got get your library card today. Uh, right now. Come here right now. It's super simple. You can come visit us at the library or you can go online to start the registration process. And Simone, I'm going to let you take that one away and you're going to tell us how and more. And that leads us right into Tech Time. How to get your library card. So the old school way is get on your snow boots, come into the library, bring a piece of ID, so a driver's license with your current address. We'll fill in your information, find out how you'd like to be contacted when a book that you really want comes in for you. You could use email, phone or text. Just takes a few minutes and you'll walk out with your absolutely free library card that you could start using right away, either in the library or online. Have you ever taken out close to 100 books? I have taken out close to 100 books. What? 
Gosh. I went through a phase where I was reading those, you know, really long fantasy series, Terry oh, Goodkind. Yes. And so they'd be like, book 12 of the whatever chronicles. And yeah, I thought I could read them all in one go. How did you fare? I got about halfway through a couple of them. And I got some overdue fees. So I, I helped donate to the library. That's how I look at it. That's right, which our overdue fees are being waived at this point. So if you do take out 100 books and you can't get them back to us on time, do not worry, they will be waived. I had a patron that had 88 books and I was like, what? Goodness me. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was insane. And she's like, oh, what? Like, pacha. Like, <laughs> every day for me. <laughs> library ninja. Right yes. So if you would rather sign up for your card online and can't blame you, it's pretty cold out there and who knows when it's going to start snowing again. You can go to our website, sgpl.ca that you heard the click, I'm actually going to the website, I'm not just pretending. And at the top there is a row of options, go to library cards and once you get to get your card you'll see a screen saying it's as easy as one, two, three. And you can either click on the visit us online where you can follow the instructions or you can watch the lovely instructional video that I made earlier in the year. You'll get a card that is good for three months. I believe so, yeah. Until you have to come and see us to get the fish. Yeah, to get your full... Uh, membership with your barcode and everything you would come in um, bring a piece of ID but with the online sign up you can use the card for three months and use all of our uh, online e-resources and those outside of our track system can always come visit us and we can link up their card with a me library card yes what is a me library card yeah, what is a me library card and it's really su super simple. You just go on like melibrary.ca, um, type in your barcode and PIN, and you can link uh, your card up with other systems that are outside of our track system. And that's a lot of uh, funky vocabulary that I'm sure most people are like, track system, other libraries, I don't get it. So for example, like EPL, mm -hmm. uh, St. Albert, you can uh, link up your card and then you can go and borrow items from them. Yes. Oh, my favorite segment. Rescue the book. Every day, books that hold wonderful stories are left sitting on the shelves here at the library, overlooked and at risk of being withdrawn. Each podcast, we're going to highlight two of these hidden gems and tell you a bit about them and perhaps give them a chance to be checked out and saved from the chopping block as we present Rescue the Book. So we mentioned dinosaurs and moustaches at the beginning of this episode. And the reason we talked about dinosaurs was because it is Dinovember. So for Dinovember, our Rescue the Books have quite a bite to them. <laughs> My choice is called Blast to the Past by Scott Nichol, illustrated by Steve Harpster. This is a juvenile graphic novel, so a quick read, but so much fun. It's about two boys, fourth grade, and they're not doing very well in school. Lots of Fs on their tests, and they're thinking, oh, 
how can we get better? I wish we could go back in time and redo the tests. Which is exactly what happens. Well, it doesn't quite go the way they plan. They do go back in time, but instead of seven days, they go back 75 million years, where they meet a triceratops, pterodactyl, and of course, T-Rex. I really enjoyed it, and if you have any one at home who likes dinosaurs, they're going to really enjoy this. Especially if they're a bit tired of doing tests, and they would much rather learn about dinosaurs. They should get this book, Blast to the Past. So, rescue it. Just looking on the cover there, that little kid with the mechanism looks like a little- Oh, look at him! He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I'm about to get eaten, but I'm going to be a little dinkus he, about it. He is a bit of a troublemaker. So his nice friend is a lot more cautious. I'd be his uh, friend. I'm not sure which one you and I would be out of these two. Oh, well, I guess I would be. Okay, if that was you and me, I probably would be the little-, little Yeah, you'd be, you'd be the, the little, kid with the time machine. Yeah, the little one dink. Courtney, what are you doing? So, roaring over to you, what's your rescue the book? I hope you continue to fill this episode with more dino puns because I am just loving this. And they just roll right off and I'm like, oh, I should have wrote some down. This would have been good. So, my rescue book pick, once again, on the theme of the dinosaur. It's basically this beast of a book. It's huge. How many pages is it? Oh, actually, it's not that big. It's just... It's less than 500 pages, but it's the Handy Dinosaur Answer Book. So, so questions about dinosaurs are answered. Exactly. Like, if I, I flag some here because I'm like, that sounds super interesting. So if you ever had any question ever in your entire life about dinosaurs, like, mm -hmm. not that one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even pronounce it. Why did I, oh, because I'm on the wrong page. I'm like, why did I flag this one? I can't even pronounce the dinosaur name. Like, uh, what were the major marine animals living during the Jurassic? They've got answers. They've got lots of answers. What's another one here that's really good? I won't read them all, but I'll just flag some here. Mm -hmm. Were the arms of carnivorous dinosaurs used for anything? So did T-Rex actually use his little oh. dinky arms or anything? <laughs> Have we seen that t-shirt where... It's like, if you're happy and you know it, clap your... And then T-Rex looks sad and says, Oh! Oh, the poor sad dino! <laughs> I like the one where he has, like, the arm extender, and it's like, you can't stop me kind of idea. Like, I can do everything! <laughs> See, that's, that's innovation. Well done, T-Rex. Right? Um, what was the fastest dinosaur? It what has was the fastest dinosaur? Of course. Uh, it is difficult to name the fastest dinosaur based on the few trackways found, but some information has been gathered by analyzing the tracks. Okay, because I was wondering too. I was like, how? They say probably the small bipedal carnivores. Oh, the little tiny ones. Yeah, that you see. And I'm pretty sure, isn't that in Jurassic Park where yeah. they first like meet the long neck brachiosaurus thing and then the little guys are like zooming by? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they say those. Ooh. Like the little ankle biters. Yeah, oh, do you want to try to um, <clears throat> pronounce this dinosaur name? Okay. The Ornith. Thomimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimim
Handy Book Pick. The Handy Dinosaur Answer Book. Okay. Next, we have... What's happening in Spruce Grove? Got lots happening in Spruce Grove. Next, we have uh, November 20th to 26th is uh, Canada History Week. So you can learn more on our favorite website of Canada.ca. This year's theme is environmental history. So you can share inspiring stories and highlights, great work being done in the history community by many stakeholder organizations, including Historic Canada, Dictionary of Canadian Biography, and Canada's History. I'm all, I'm all looking at this on Canada.ca, so you can do that too. This is very interesting, actually. Right? Because it's like, what is it? Well, I didn't know. Now we know. So Canada History Week provides all Canadians with opportunities to learn more about the people and events that have shaped the great country that we know today. Canada is full of unique people, places, and events. And Canada History Week is a great time to discover them. Uh, and then it goes into past names. But as we said, we have our current theme. And there's a fun hashtag. Hashtag History Week 2020. A quick safety reminder to stay off the ponds in Spruce Grove. They are beautiful and they help create park-like settings, but due to the constant flow of water and unpredictable water levels, of course, snow, they are not safe for recreational use. This includes skating or walking on the ice in the winter. So important safety tip there. Check out more information on sprucegrove.org. Um, Spruce Grove and Stony Plain have started the discussions on uh, trail connection. So possibly a trail that links the two Cities, towns. I think that would be great. I think so too. It's kind of neat. And mm -hmm. they have the opportunity to do it. And now you can like walk. If we could walk from our library to eventually Stony Plains new library. Oh, that would be wonderful. Oh my gosh. Just like a bike ride away kind of idea. Great exercise. Yes. So hopefully that will be an initiative that they'll go forward with. Yes. I think what does it say here? Future details are expected to shared once some reports completed by the end of 2021. So it's a ways away, but they're starting the discussion, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. All right. We mentioned our theme. Simone, what's your theme? <laughs> the episode. Dinosaurs and mustaches. So why mustaches? You mustache me that. <laughs> See, you're nailing these. Oh my gosh. I couldn't write these. Or you could say it like Sean Connery. I mustache. Yes. May he rest in peace. That's Amazing right. actor. Yes. November is not only Dinovember, but Movember. It focuses on men's health. And there is also a theme of growing out a mustache for the month of November. We have a display at the front of the library. We may have added some mustaches to certain characters on the front of books. And of course, we have books related to men's physical and mental health. I think I saw a book, wasn't there like one with a dog with a mustache? Yes, there was <laughs> one with a dog with a quite droopy mustache. I think that caught my eye right away. I was like, what is this? <laughs> Had to stop and check it out. Well, that's good. That's what we want. Exactly. Exactly. So bravo. That was very well done. Thank you. Oh, Courtney. Dinosaurs. Why dinosaurs? <laughs> Why are we picking dinosaurs? Well, like we mentioned probably a few times, I don't know, you might have heard it throughout the show, um, about Dinovember. And I mean, <laughs> I think it was when I first started la two years ago, but it was our first year working together 
and you came across it, I believe. I believe mm-hmm. you saw Dino November, and then you pitched it to me, and then we found that we both had a love of dinosaurs. Yeah, I think we both kind of went, oh, yeah. There were, hands around. Yeah, there was a lot of squeeing and um, mm-hmm. <laughs> tippy-tappy dances, because that's my favorite thing to do when I'm excited. Yeah, but I think the really important question we need to be asking is, what is our um, everyone's favorite dinosaur? Do you want to start? Do you want to tell everyone? Do you, remember, do you know what yours is? I have mine written down here, and I've been calling it incorrectly my entire life, so I feel really great. I have to go with the stereotypical answer and say the T-Rex. The T-Rex. Yes. Yes. He's so big and fierce and scary and fast and such tiny little hands, claws, whatever they're called, and it's really impractical, and I just I love the T-Rex. I used to have a T-Rex stuffy when I was a little girl. I carried around with me everywhere. His name was Rexy. I don't know where he is now, but lots of good memories of cuddling with Rexy. That's adorable. Okay, well, mine's not nearly as, like, (laughs) I just always loved the long-necked dinosaurs, like, back from, like, Land Before Time. Mm-hmm. The long necks, right? The long necks, which I mean, there are, there is a <laughs> we just call them the long necks, but uh, it is a Brachiosaurus, which I found this article on I think it was like a dinomuseum.ca, and it was kind of not a roast, but maybe a um, correction to the public that actually they're not called Brachiosauruses. What? Yeah, like your it's, it's the little title is like your Brachiosaurus is not a Brachiosaurus. Like they're called that other Latin giraffe thingy. Then I was like, uh, what? So someone's just, here I thought I was so smart, knew the name of a Brachiosaurus, and it was like, actually, yeah, I did read some of it. But oh. yeah, if you scroll down further, there's like a picture of like these two like head things, and it's like, yeah, an African giraffitan? Giraffititan. Yeah. So that's what they're called. American Brachiosaurus and African Giraffe Titan. So the one that you think with the bump on its head, yeah, which is like the typical one, mm-hmm. is the African Giraffe Titan. Giraffe Titan is a really cool name, though. Right. So now, but uh, yeah, I was like, okay, well, so I guess my favorite is an African Giraffe Titan because it's got a choice because it's got to have the little bump so it can go underwater and watch that not be correct too now <laughs> <laughs> and what the dinosaurs have feathers like everything I, just when i think i know a thing mm-hmm. like luckily t-rex has been t-rex no one's come along and been like actually you're wrong <laughs> but um well and then there's a discovery about like the feathers and like which ones have feathers and mm-hmm. none of the new like jurassic park movies none of them have feathers i don't think no so, Hollywood's just denying that science. <laughs> like, no. Everything we learned about dinosaurs, we learned from Jurassic Park and Land Before Time. That's exactly it. So that's where our speciality, and, you know, I'm sure paleontologists are going to come calling us because <laughs> for our opinions on all sorts of things. Yes, I'm sure they will. <laughs> but, like, did you know it's called a giraffe titan? <laughs> I just learned that. Uh-oh. Um, just to mention, we do have a lot of books about dinosaurs here at the library if you want to, to get more info. We do. Perhaps Tons. we should do. A little, little... Um, I know they like to eat the tree stars. Right. <laughs> like, where's the tree stars? <laughs> All that movie's so sad. I know, I'm getting choked up just thinking about Oh, it. no. Who is, who is your favourite from that show? Oh, what was his name? He was kind of, it was a bit slow. Spike? Spike, yes. <laughs> Spike was cute. 
Sarah was a B, but... <laughs> Sarah was horrible. She was just... Oh, my goodness. The sass on that so one. So much sass. Have you watched any of the other multiple renditions? Like, isn't there 12? I don't know. I'm throwing a number out there. No. I, I stopped at the first one. Good for perfection you. Perfection for me. And I thought any others are just going to... No, is no. that Spielberg again? Why do I feel like everything is Spielberg? I'm not sure. He likes his dinosaurs. He does, which is fine. Okay, so speaking of dinos, because we just love our dinos, um, Simone, re- favorite books, movies, we kind of talked about Land Before Time a little bit. Wow, yeah, that was a TV show from the 90s, Dinosaurs. All the dinosaurs, the puppets? Yeah. Like they're actually puppets? kind of like The Simpsons. Yes. But they were dinosaurs and there was a teenager dinosaur and he had like a mohawk and a yep. sports jacket and then there was yep. a baby and it would always go not the mama not the mama everyone i talked to about that because i used to love this but i get mixed reviews some people are like that was terrifying that was creepy that was weird i thought it was hilarious i did too although i haven't watched it since i was a kid so i might watch it now and be terrified maybe but yeah at the time i thought it was just the best show ever there's some really adult humor in it if you do rewatch it it's kind of like when Disney sneaks in an adult joke and you're mm-hmm. like, ha, ha, ha. Like they talk about, um, oh, like, you know, a, a jerk of a boss kind of idea. They talk about like, what is it, hurling day where you get to throw your like old dinosaur-in-law over a cliff into oh, tar. I think I remember that episode. <laughs> you're right. Like, and as like an adult, you're like, oh my gosh, if you could throw your in-laws over a cliff into tar (laughs) but then they change and think like no you know what maybe we shouldn't be doing that thanks to robbie the teenager that you saw (laughs) for the mohawk yeah i I just thought robbie was so cool he reminds me of me walkman and everything right yeah yeah he's always like questioning everyone's view it's like well this is how it's done and he'd be like but why Mm -hmm. that sounds very much like me or he was the one that like they would eat meat and he's like well why don't we eat plants like Give peas a chance, I think. <laughs> One of his... <laughs> wow, you are even more awesome. Oh, my gosh. So I was like, yep, that's... So, yeah, mixed reviews on that one, but we might have to rewatch it to get some of the adult humor. And I'd like to give a special shout-out to Rex from Toy Story. Because <gasps> I love yes. him. I forgot about him. That's a good one. He looks so big and scary, but he's such a little scaredy cat. And I just want to give him a big hug. I love his voice. Mm-hmm. So good. And then I had to put the T-Rex runner when your um, computer poops out and you have nothing to play but the little T-Rex that runs by in the space bar that you jump over the cactuses. Yeah, if, if you don't know about that, sometimes when a page doesn't load on Google, they'll show a little dinosaur and you can move him with the space bar and he jumps over things and you can get points and have fun while you're offline. Some people have not discovered that yet. That's a shame because it's so much fun. But I think if you get far enough, because I got to a point where you couldn't jump over it, but you can duck. Like There's actually a duck button. And I was like, what? <laughs> I've been robbed. I could have gotten much more points and wasted way more time. <laughs> <laughs> so our special guest for this special episode is our services manager, Danielle Frey. Hi. Hi, Danielle. Thank you for coming to Buying the Stacks. Thank you for having me. We have some questions for you. All right. How did you get started in the library world? Okay, so I got my start in 2009 um, when I applied to work as a library page at the Red Deer Public Library. 
And for those of you who are unfamiliar, a library page is someone who puts the books away. Mm -hmm. So I was doing that, and I was a college student at the time, and I just found it was a really relaxing job that I could do while still going to school. How long have you worked in the library industry? So I've worked in libraries for 10 years. Um, after starting as a page in 2009, I eventually moved up to become a circulation assistant. And then I soon realized that, um, you know, the, the public library is where I wanted to pursue a career. Mm -hmm. So in order to advance in the field, I knew that I would need more education. So in 2012, I took a little break from working and I went and got my master's degree uh, in library science. And then after graduating, um, you know, I was able to apply for more positions um, after school. After finishing my master's degree, my first job was a high school librarian, mm -hmm. a little bit different than public. And then I got back into public libraries, um, working as a library manager at a small public library before coming to work as a manager here. So how long have you been here at Spruce Grove? I've been here for two and a half years. Really? Yes. <laughs> what is your favorite or most memorable moment about working in the library world? That's a great question. So I think the thing I enjoy the most about working in the library industry is that each day is truly different. Oh, yes. um, we get to... Uh, problem solve a lot and um, things come up every day that keeps me on my toes, which I love. Mm -hmm. um, I get to use my skills in a variety of different ways and, you know, you're always learning, so I love that. And I've really enjoyed getting to know um, regular customers over the years, so getting to know families and their kids as they grow up, that's been really cool. What do you usually do day by day? What is What happens in the day of Danielle? All right, so I'd just like to start off by saying that I am a librarian, but I don't read books all day. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think there's a misconception there, especially, you know, when I tell people who don't work in libraries that I'm a librarian. But Definitely. yes, um, depending on the day, the activities might be different, but I mostly work on planning or administrative activities. Um, I work with the library director and the leadership team to help operationalize the library strategic plan. So I analyze data to determine how we are meeting our goals. Um, working on procedures, training documents. I help to schedule staff, and occasionally I work up at the front desk with, with cu uh, customers and patrons. And recently I've been involved with fundraising and advocacy, which is new for me. So, Are you enjoying that? I am. That's great. Yeah. So you, you really wouldn't have time to just sit and read even if you wanted nope. to? No. <laughs> okay, last question. What advice would you give to people looking into getting a career? in the library world? Well, that's a really good, great question as well. I would say um, if you're looking to start a career in libraries, the main thing that you need to know is that it's about people as much as it's about books. You know, you get to interact with a variety of different people from all walks of life, and you really do have to have great customer service. Mm -hmm. um, if you get into library management, you'll soon realize that people are your number one resource. Uh, it took me a little while to figure that out, but... Um, Yes, people are so important in libraries, and we have great people here. You really do. And I would also recommend, you know, to pursue higher education, um, either a library technician diploma um, or a master's degree in library science. I think having education will open a lot of doors and a lot of opportunities. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I would recommend that. So before you leave us today, Danielle, you have a very special announcement for our community. The floor is yours. Okay, thanks, Simone. So I'd just like to remind everyone about um, an opportunity uh, to give back to the library, and that's happening on December 1st. 
which is Giving Tuesday. Have you heard of Giving Tuesday? I have heard of Giving Tuesday. Yes. I'd like to hear more about it. So it's a global movement for giving, and it usually occurs following Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And this year, we're hoping to raise $1,500 to add more books, e-materials, and DVDs to our collection. We're hoping to, uh, with your help, we're hoping to raise $1,500 um, for our collections. And I just, I wanted to take this time to um, let everyone know that despite having to close for part of the year, um, the library can, has continued to support our community. Um, we've transitioned our services and our programs have gone virtual. We still did curbside pickup when we were closed to the public. Oh, sorry, a thousand checkouts to patrons using curbside pickup. And since reopening our doors, there have been over 50,000 checkouts to our community. So the use of e-materials has also increased uh, by approximately 40% compared to last year. So we're, we're just hoping that, um, you know, if you borrowed a book that you couldn't put down this year, or maybe you downloaded an e-book for the first time, um, that if you're able, that you please consider donating on December 1st and help us add even more content to our collection. So you might be wondering how your donation will help. Um, a $60 donation will help us to purchase one new ebook title. A $35 donation will help us to buy one physical book. And a $20 donation will help us to buy one new DVD. And just as a reminder, all donations of $10 or more are eligible for a charitable tax receipt. To donate to the library, you can visit our website, sgpl.ca, and click on the Donate button at the bottom of the page. Or come visit us in person. Thank you so much for that great information and for that wonderful interview, Daniel. Thank you so much, Simone and Courtney, for having me. It was great. But uh, yeah, that was our beautiful and wonderful and amazing, awesome Danielle F. Because we have Danielle B and we have Danielle F. Yes, Danielle's are so great. They are amazing. Go Danielle's! Yay! All right, well, that's it for us today. Uh, like we have mentioned before, uh, this will be our last official episode for the year. Mm -hmm. wah, wah. Mm -hmm. um, but like we mentioned, Simone has some fun little ideas planned. Uh, so there might be a little surprise for everyone in the month of December. So stay tuned, stay well, and we will see everyone next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.